It's a late one. It's an evening special. Strap on in. It's going to get political. Who knows what's going to happen. This time last year, we got the next future president in his seat at the RIBA, the Royal Institute of British Architects. So who is going to be joining him this year? That is up to you. 20 seconds. Ooh. Okay. I better get professional. Let's go. Hello, everyone. It's a late one. It's we're all here. I'm not. It's not just me on the stage. It's going to be a wild ride. We've got cameras coming in and out. This is an interactive hustings brought to you by some of the people that were involved in the elections last year. So I'm on the stage. There's a few other names joining me as well. And we're going to work through it all together. But if you saw one of the posts that I posted last week, you might have been aware of the call to action for the Just Transition Lobby. Now, many of you might be thinking what that is. And that would be a good question. But I will go through it. And also, I have the lovely Mariam above me, who is part of the RBA now. How are you, Mariam? Are you okay? Hi, Stephen. Let's tag teaming again. So my name is Mariam. I'm the RABA student representative. So whoever's going to be elected is going to be my partner in crime. We'll see who's going to be joining me this time. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Just going to add Nenpin to the stage here. Well, yeah, don't worry. We'll introduce everyone in a second. But what is the Just Transition Lobby? So I'm going to read out the words really quickly of what it's all about. And so we're back again and proud to announce the launch of the Just Transition Lobby, an informal network of individuals and organizations coming together for the specific purpose to lobby an urgent change in the built environment. Ooh. Primarily aiming to shift the internal balance of power in the professional institutes. And in this case, I think we're looking at the RABA. So what's happened is, if you haven't been following it, is that we're going to do a hosting tonight because people have checked out the post that I posted, the post that's gone on social media, and they've thrown their hat in the ring saying that they are interested in running to be on the ROPA Council. However, I'll put the link up, we have a good problem to have. Normally, the associate seats in the RABA, my goodness, this is a long link, but you can check it out on LinkedIn, on the Architecture Social blog, or just type in Just Transition Lobby on the interwebs. I don't know. Google it. You'll find it. But normally, the associate seats are pretty vacant. No one goes for it. However, what we have in this time is we have six associates. And an associate in the RABA actually means a part two, basically. Someone going towards their part three or someone that is part two qualified, like me. So, you know, you get odd black sheeps as well. So there's six people that are interested in running for the RABA council. And part of the trust transition lobby is that you all can pick who you would like to be part of that and who have got for nomination. They can all still run, but who gets the badge, who gets the prestige is down to this. Marion, before we go to all the people on the stage and introduce who they are, is there anyone, anything you'd like to add to that? 
So I've been on the RIBA Council. Now I'm re-elected as the RIBA student representative. It is an interesting opportunity to make some change. You're dealing with many different people, but it's really a democratic process in terms of getting your voice heard. And you're representing people of all around the membership. If we don't really speak, then who will? So yeah. I think it's a very good opportunity if you feel passionate and want change to engage with the membership. Now is your opportunity to do and you're talking on behalf of other tier associates that yeah. you would represent. So it's not just like your voice. You're talking on behalf of others as well. And you're the future well, of the profession. So that's why it's important to get your voice heard and engage. I agree completely. And I should point out that it's not just associates running as well. The problem that we have today is that they, everyone in the audience of the Hustons has to pick what associates they would like to run. But also we have some amazing architectural professionals who are running as well because they support the cause. They support what's in the mandate and that will include Greta to my oh it's virtual isn't it it's this side of me as well and we will go around now so maybe on that point I can introduce everyone on the stage and I'm going to organize it so Marin I'm just going to shuffle you around live don't worry you're still here we're just playing like musical chairs in the virtual world but on the top I have three of the associates which are interested in running on this on this awesome moment in time we haven't got much time though because i think the RBA votes are coming in soon but i'll move it on louisa first of all it's lovely to meet you do you want to unmute yourself and tell everyone a little bit about yourself oh you're muted there we go it was always going to be someone and then for can you hear me now Yes, yes, there you are. Okay, it's the headphones technology. My name is Louisa, and I'm a part two with postgraduate also in digital fabrication. My interests are on neurodiversity, sustainability, and technology. And we're looking at launching the Neurodiversity Architecture Network, which you're all welcome to attend. It's going to be at the Fitzrovia Center, Community Center, really close to the Riva. I also work with my partner on Weritech, so I'm also a bit involved in startup businesses. And just last week was at Imperial College looking at some pitches, and I think we really need to bring in some serious business into architecture. Yeah, that's me. Said, and thank you for joining us here. And don't worry about the tech, because we cured your points loud and proud, and I can't wait to hear a little bit more. But for now, Louisa, if it's cool, I'm just going to mute you just in case we get a little bit of backwards like speakers, but we'll unmute you whenever you want. Okay. Thank you, Louisa, for being here. Now, Paul, I can't wait to hear your points. And Paul, I love your environment. I was hearing the chickens earlier. Paul, tell us about yourself, who you are, and maybe a little bit about where you are, and most importantly, what you stand for. Hi there. Nice to meet everybody. Thanks for the intro. My name is Paul. I'm originally from Belfast, and I studied over here worked abroad a bit and now I work locally and do some commercial work alongside some private work and have a big interest in research, particularly with drones and digitization of assets and mapping. I spent a couple of years outside of the industry actually working on the railway, pioneering drone technology, the likes of Network Rail, another big, big players in that industry. But I think several years ago, I got involved in my local REBA branch, something I would highly recommend people do. 
and I'm the current secretary for the NDSA, Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire Society of Architects, where I've invested a considerable amount of time and energy into helping to, for want of a better word, rehabilitate the branch and turn it into an inclusive, highly productive, we had a bit of a quiet spell recently, but highly productive, powerful place for the empowerment of young people coming through in the profession. And if you go on the website, ndsa.org.uk, you'll see a range of work that we've done there. Recently applied for successfully and obtained some monies from REBA. Another reason why people should be aware of their local branch, there's a lot you can do. I think a lot of people don't know what's their fingertips and what they could access to in that regard. And I think a big thing is about tapping into the untapped intellectual capital within the profession. And I think the REBA branches are a great platform for that. So I'm interested in seeing that scaled up to a national level at the very least. Amazing. Thank you, Paul. That's really cool. And I really appreciate you sharing that. So very excited to, to learn more. Okay. So I'm going to try and move around the stage. Now, Nempen, you kindly joining us now and you might get a bit of lag. Don't worry. I'm just going to, if there's a second or two delay, it's no problem. But Nempen, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Fingers crossed I don't drop out. My name is Nenpin Dimka. I am a European educated architect, internationally qualified. I am currently a part three student at Westminster, but I also wear other hats. I am an educator. I work across three schools of architecture in the UK. And yeah, that's me in a nutshell. There you go. We're brilliant. I really appreciate all you three being here and so in particular if i'm not mistaken and mariam can correct me but i think so you three amongst one or two others which will be in the list and we'll bring up the list here that people can look at and i will vote i'll bring up the link so that people can vote who they want but you three are are running for the associateship so we are going to ask a few more questions a bit later on and that link is there. And I'm going to put that link. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. I think I can get it in the chat. So let me do that now. I'm not the best multitasker, which isn't very good when I'm running the stream. But we'll work it out. There we go. So the link's gone around. So you in the audience can click that and you can vote at any time who you would like to run for you. That's what I've been told. Now, we have some awesome professionals i alluded earlier to greta who's on my virtual left here amongst one or two others but greta if you could kindly unmute yourself and tell us who you are what you stand for and why you're here that would be awesome hi everyone so thanks for your presentation it's really good to hear from you guys so i'm an architect i've been for about 20 years now i've been an rba member for a bit less than that but originally educated in Sweden. I am a caseworker and a union rep for SOAR UVW, and I am passionate about, I guess, workers' rights in our industry because I think it's so crucial to diversity and to get the best of everybody into the profession. I'm also really, I work in retrofit. I'm a passive house designer as well, so I, I'm really fully behind the, the Just Transition agenda. So. That's why I'm here. Amazing. Thank you, Greta. That is brilliant. So I think that's really useful. So we have Maria here in the background who's turned up. And Maria is supporting us from the sideline. I think Maria is part of, remind me, I think, Maria, tell us 
briefly about yourself. I know you're not running, but now that you're here, I'm going to drag you into it virtually. That's fine. Thanks, Stephen. I'm here in support of Greta, actually, whom I've worked together with. I'm doing my master's in architecture at CAT. I did my undergrad at Greenwich and worked over a couple of years in practice. So now I'm very keen on everything that Greta has just mentioned, plus a lot of looking into education. So I'm really interested in what happens next and supporting the people who try to make the right transition. Very cool. Perfect. And there is a method to this madness. And there is a bit of madness here because I can see a gentleman trying to join the stream. So I'm going to risk and double check that Seneca is connected. I'm going to bring him to the stage and Nempin's back as well. So hang on. I'm going to bring everyone back. Seneca, how are you, sir? Have you gate crashing our affair to this evening? Are you coming to say hello? Do you want to unmute yourself and tell everyone what you do? Or are you just going to hide in the background? Have I just brought you on stage while you're sitting on your sofa? He is confused, dazed and confused. Off you go. But Seneca's part of UVW Sword and represents a lot of the good stuff in architecture. Sorry, I think I caught him out on the couch and blasted him on LinkedIn while on the broadcast. That is the danger of coming into the green room. But anyways, Mariam, you're the professional counterpart of me. If I was chaos, you are order and you can bring some order to this court and we can carry on with quote unquote hustings. So I guess there is an opportunity for people in the audience to ask their own questions as well. We had one or two comments coming in with emojis. People are excited and commenting, let's do this again next year and change the RBA and so on and so forth. But Mariam, was there one or two questions that we should ask the people here that you had before Blue Peter style prepared? Definitely. I guess my first question is, why are you running? So what is driving you to run? Ooh, ooh, should I pick someone at random? Louisa, you've actually got your connection here. People are connecting in and out. Can I put the spotlight on yourself and can you tell us why you want to run? Oh, I'm going to unmute you first. Sorry. All right. Yeah. There you go. So I'm running because I want to see real change for neurodivergence. That is people with hidden disabilities. And also because I think there is something about the climate that we're not addressing, that we could be potentially addressing on a broader scale if we combined with other industries and if we had some cross-pollination between architecture and other disciplines. So I think my experience is more at an educational level. And even though I have professional experience as well, but I'm very interested in education and in raising awareness about neurodiversity, sustainability, and technology and how these connect to each other. So that's why I'm running is like my core beliefs, I think. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you for that. Now I'm going to take a risk, Paul. I think you're muted. You said again? I muted myself, Paul, instead of unmuting you. Sorry, it's all getting a bit too much for me. Paul, you're here with the chickens. Tell us why you want to run in a bit more detail, Paul, and what you're passionate about. I think what was very striking was the values-based approach. And that was something that was fundamental to essentially the relaunch of our local branch, of which we've had pretty good success. And we've brought in a lot of new people 
a lot of marginalized and underrepresented individuals and groups have come to the fore and they've really taken up the opportunity to engage with the branch activities. I think that what I think a lot of us believe is that what's needed is reform. And uh, to get that, it's not going to be a top-down type of reform that's needed. It's a bottom-up approach. And how do you achieve that? I think that's rolling out a nationwide blueprint for branch engagement, stitching together the branches nationally, but also working regionally and locally and drawing out the intellectual capital, which is essentially disregarded, discounted and misplaced within our profession is one way to achieve that. So I think in a nutshell, that's, that's why I would run is because I believe that I've developed sufficient experience working alongside Reba within Reba and working within the communities and educational institutions to, to see where the opportunities are and to go out there and empower people to adopt a position of leadership and, and engagement. Lovely. Thank you, Paul. I'm going to throw that question. We can do everyone actually as well, isn't it? But Nenpin, are you, unmute yourself if you're here, kind sir. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, brilliant. In your words, why are you running? Why have you thrown your hat forward, Nenpin? i putting myself forward, first off, because I thought the associate seats should not be vacant. I thought it was a missed opportunity for those seats to go empty, especially in this time where there's, we've got the first worker president, we're looking at educational reforms. So I felt put myself forward, but more, I feel like I've got a contribution in terms of the fact that I, I like to describe myself as an oddball because I, I, um, I'm spread across pretty much every stage of architecture in some capacity currently as an educator, I, I work actively across three architectural schools in the UK. So I not only tutor and mentor across level four, level five, level six. And uh, to some extent, uh, part twos, but as well, I am an associate in the eyes of the RIBA. So I finished my part, what is my part two in 2012. So for me, the associate level has been some sort of liminal space. There is some, a lack of identity. It's a transition space. So you often find foreign educated and foreign qualified architects who exist in that space. And, and uh, I happen to also fit those shoes. But as well, I'm also a part three student, so I know what it means to be on, on, on that stage as well. That's why I say I, I feel like I exist on every level of architectural education. I also work as an architectural designer and experience the difficulties with, with uh, the jobs, the wages, the psychological challenges of being part of architecture in the UK. So that all put together for me is, I like to describe that as representation. I've actively sought out avenues to not only bring forward a voice, whether it's at local level, I'm in the Midlands. I have played a part as part of the Birmingham Architects Association. And, and as an educator, I know what the issues are with sustainability, embedding that into education, teaching the students. I feel like there's a chance for the architect to rediscover his values with, with embedding sustainability, but in, in education. But right now it's more of a bolt-on course as opposed to being at the heart of things. So students are left having to figure things out on their own, besides the pressures that they face. And worst off, I think, is how they demonstrate that as value when it comes to the being employable. So there, there are great areas, there are lots of great areas, but I would say 
my two key points, which I believe resonates with sort of the agenda of the JOS transition is around sustainability and climate action, particularly as it regards to education. And then EDIA, mainly because I feel we can't start that discussion without representation. And I happen to represent quite a few views as part of my lived experience. Okay, very cool, very thorough. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you brought that to attention just because just before we move on to Greta, because there's one, there's a question in the audience for you. I'd love to, for you to expand upon where you want to run as well. The associate seats. Yeah. I was an associate before and you're right. When I stopped, I was hopeful that two people would fulfill those seats and no one did. And in the RABA, you're right that actually those votes count because that's how it works in the council. There are votes there. So I do think that actually having those two particular votes are very important. So I am glad that you're running. And I do think that it's a, and it's an important voice that is talked about in the RABA council. So thanks, Nimpin. I'm really glad you're here. Greta, maybe you can expand upon a little bit about why you feel compelled to run. Well, I think uh, echoing a lot of the, the other candidates, but specifically being in this industry for such a long time, I've witnessed the the potentially the changes towards negative that we're experiencing with ever dwindling fees and bigger workloads. And I think the RIBA needs to be much more in the forefront of us as professionals, of members who are not company directors, who are not benefiting from profits so much, and definitely supporting every being in the breach of, of the climate change agenda rather than somehow trying to sit on the fence as I feel that is is often the case. We we need to have an RBA that actually defends the values of most professionals that I know who work in the industry and also invite people to contribute who are not currently in a position to contribute, find barriers into the profession. As a single working parent, I think the financial side is huge. We need to be able to make a living and we need to be able to get home in, in time to, to see our kids before they go to bed and not being able to access quite basic benefits of professional life as an architect, maybe for 10 to 20 years. It's a huge barrier and I think it, it just means that the profession becomes irrelevant and we're not fighting for the right things. So, yeah, I think why I picked this moment is potentially because there is that opportunity to have more people on seats and get get somebody to get some change. Finally, I think it's been something that people have been hoping for a long time. Yeah, said it is true. Now, Greta, there was a question from LinkedIn and Mr. Mark Webb says, hi, Greta. How do we increase union membership in architecture and construction? No. Yeah, it's on the fly. I know it's on the spot. However, do you have any initial thoughts, Greta, on, on that point for Mark? Absolutely. We we need to make it, we need to be visible as a union and we need to be therefore represented in on, on the RBA Council. I think it's pretty, pretty key. But also we need to be a voice that is heard in, in, in media perhaps and also what I'm doing quite a lot, almost like on a weekly basis, is grassroots work where we're talking to members who are struggling, who are going through experiences at work, and we're trying to help them organise their workplaces. We're trying to help them spread the word that they're that together we're stronger. And having a union membership means that you have a, a rep backing you up. 
which sometimes there's not a lot we can do to change legislation if it's not with us, but we, the power is in numbers really. So yeah, to increase the membership is vital and within so UVW we're doing all we can at the moment, but yeah, definitely that's the, that's the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. As Mark has put a really good question on the stage and gives me and Mariam a, a pause for breath for a few seconds, would anyone on the stage like to unmute themselves and answer that? It could be a question for you, Louisa or Paul, and then Penn, maybe someone want to go first? It could be also just, Stephen, I'm just going to prompt it. It could also be about how do we increase associate engagement yeah. in architecture and construction Good people point. in kind of the middle career i just think that's a little bit more specific for you guys yes good point let me take a go at it i think it's about demonstrating what value you can impact to each one person or to each group but the challenge would be identifying these groups and what it is they consider as value so there has to be some sort of, I'd say, outreach. If first to identify these people and what it is they want. I do not think the associate level is fully understood. For instance, how long does one spend as an associate? What are the challenges that really exist there in transitioning into chartership? And indeed, is that what part two graduates want, given the issues around unpaid work and low wages? So I think first trying to understand how you can bring value to these people and perhaps I think that would center around protecting their interests and progression. Yeah. Said, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts there. On that point, maybe before we close it, so in terms of getting more student engagement, associate engagement as well. Louisa, have you got any thoughts on how the RBA may be more engaging? Yes, <clears throat> I think. We need to listen to students and have more polls on what people want, what people need, not only from the IRBA, but from the individual institutions that apply the policies and the, and the procedures that the IRBA provides. So I think there is a need to work locally and decentralize systems and also diversify approaches so by that to accommodate to people with different intersectionalities and different needs i think the key to it to lead into this is really inclusion and accessibility and eventually we will evolve into something that people are happy with and into more representation but if we don't provide the means for people to talk and to share their opinions and their views it's not going anywhere. So I think that's why I'm so keen on neurodiversity and so keen on accessibility and inclusion. It's because we really need to address this part of the, it's the first step. So yeah, if you look at them, I really like the one, two, three points, because for me, they go backwards. You have to start with the third, and then the second, and then the first point of the Just Transition Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. And I can feel your passion. <laughs> and uh, I do agree. Neurodiversity is very, very important. Now I'm going to, I can see Paul walking around in the Garden of Eden there. Just checking if Paul, you're still with us. How are you, sir? Can you speak? Kanye, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I'm getting <clears throat> tranquil. 
I think I've got to do it in the garden as well. I'll get a big Ethernet out and go outside. I'm feeling more <laughs> tranquil. Oh, I'm banging all my stuff here. Paul, uh, we were just talking about how we could increase associate members, student members, and, uh, and architects engaged with the ROBA, increase union membership, and so on and so forth. Do you have any, do you have a spin on that that you'd like to add in terms of what you think? Yeah, well, one thing we've had great success with is exactly that, again, at our local branch. We find that there's a lot of people out there that are really interested in engaging, but they're simply put off. And they're put off for a whole range of reasons that I'm not going to start listing them now, but we all know the nature of the beast. And I think what's important to, from the outset prior to approaching that is to lay down, essentially, for want of a better expression, a set of ground rules, or as you've already put it in your documentation, the values, the values and principles. Because what that does is that says, that sets the tone, that essentially says, this is what we're about. This is what we're going to get behind. This is what's important to us. And then those that resonates with will naturally emerge. They will come out and they will step forward with a degree of confidence in them. And that will empower people. Simply that as your starting point will actually have an effect. I think you would start there. And then what you do is you have to lay out and lead. You've got to demonstrate this is what you can do. This is where you can be effective. This is where we've had results. Here's where we've struggled to make progress or headway. But this is what we've learned along the way. And once you've done that, then you essentially have to step back and let people roll their sleeves up and get stuck in because that's what you need. You need people, you need people becoming leaders, becoming empowered to become leaders to lead. And I think that's largely prohibited by the structures, the pre-existing structures that are there in the profession. It's breaking through that, through a sort of a, a simple, a simple process. Very cool. Thank you, Paul. And I'm amazed at your 5G, which is surviving in the garden and now if i was back in wales there was no chance this would work but i managed to get everything loud and clear so thank you very much perfect okay so we're now at the 30 minute mark everyone so maybe we can do a quick i'll do a quick recap for a second i'm going to point to one or two things and then maybe we can do is just break it out with one or two questions but a bit like x factor now i need to look into the camera and I need to tell everyone where they can vote if they want to participate in today. So there is a vote here. And Mariam, I think I've got the right link up. I believe so. If you can double check and be the brains while I... Be Data Stephen confirming. Conf confirmation complete. Exactly. So now scrolling on the bottom, a bit like X Factor, you can vote for your favorite person. And they will go round to the final round. Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? But this is purely for the associates because we have a unique situation where a lot of awesome associates like Nenpen, like Louisa, like Paul in the Garden of Eden are running for it. And you can pick the top two that you'd like to run. But they can all run. But who gets the badge? Then, and who's going to be put on social media? That comes down to you. And I'm going to bring up the link. It's really easy. When you click it, it will go through. Oh, my goodness. I should have it up ready, shouldn't I? Let me one second. Let me get that ready. So it will look like this. And that's it. You just pick who you want. It's been updated. But the three that were here was seven. But if you want, yeah, you did make it. So now it's free. The top three. One of them can't be there, unfortunately. Such is life. So you pick who you want, and that's on the link, and then they will get through. 
Now I'm going to bring up here before I forget. Let's see if it pops up. Here are the three criterias that we were talking about earlier. Now I'm not expecting you to get a binocular and to get all the points up, but just a quick recap. The three founding principles was number one, that the RABA must leverage its position and resources towards radical climate action in and beyond the built environment. We've only got one planet and hey, we need to do more. Otherwise, goodness knows what's happening. Paul's garden and the beautiful chickens ain't going to have much grass to go around any longer. Now, point number two, the RABA must endeavor to advance the material and cultural conditions of architectural workers. We've made a lot of stride talking about the long hours. Uh, is this a, an e equal environment? Are there unconscious biases? Remember the gender pay gap. This, this, we've made some waves, but are we going the full way? Are we really looking at the environment and thinking, is this an environment I want to be working and be proud of? This isn't the fountain pen. Do we want people dying at desks to get the model overnight? I don't think so. But we need to hear people's thoughts on that. Are we okay where we are? Or is there a lot more way we can go? Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. And the last point that's on here is number three, which is the RABA must incorporate equity, diversity, and inclusion. And accessibility, very good point, as foundational values in all aspects of their work you may have heard the old joke before that architecture is an old white boys club i've heard that is that true is there a long way to go is, is it really an equal environment you tell me i think it's getting better i still think there's a way to go and that's why it's made it up here isn't it enough people are talking about it that it's a point that we still need to dissect and go through is this really an E equitable i think that's the word isn't it working environment and industry so we're going to unpack all of that now marion who is the voice of reason on the stage here Marian. sometimes sometimes always <laughs> always so we had the three founding principles here now i've got one one question from the audience that we can bring up later but i would actually if you're okay with it marion like to hear people's thoughts on what they would like to talk about in particular to point number two which was advancing the material and cultural condition for architectural workers so what's it like in the workplace what are our conditions what is the environment how can we make that better do any of you on this on on the stage have thoughts on that and what's your position on that Greta, you can jump in if you want. I saw that you've turned on your camera. Do you have thoughts about the architectural workplace at the moment? Stephen, it's just that we, I just need to stress that we need the associate seats voted on today because we only have... The voice days. of reason. The voice of reason. Okay, Greta, <laughs> stick around. Right. I appreciate, I've, I've been Greta, told. your voice, and I really want to hear from you more, but it's just that we need the associate We need to seats. nail this. We need to nail yeah. this. It needs okay. to be over, like, by the time our conversation is, or, like, end of today. Um, <gasps> it needs to be over alive. Um, so we can told. literally vote. We can literally, Stephen, you haven't voted, so you need to vote live, maybe. But, Mariam, it might come on the screen. Do you know what I mean? I think I've got to go last. <laughs> otherwise, it could be, like, a GDPR nightmare. 
Okay. Yes, Greta, Greta's thick here, but I've been told by the voice of reason I need to focus on the top three. Mr. Anonymous. For Paul... Greta, we can support you, but it's just the others, there's too many candidates and it needs to be narrowed down. It's the fact of life. So Louisa, Nenpen, and Paul, the stakes are higher. We've got 20 more minutes. We're going to smash Think about it, it this way. What kind of culture do you want to see in architecture for the architectural worker? What do you envision? And how do you think we can do that? I think that's already the second point. Louisa, jump in. Yeah. The gauntlet's yeah. yours. <laughs> I think it starts with recruitment and with how we recruit. It needs to be accessible. So it's interlinked with point three, which is why I think it should start from the accessibility, inclusion, and diversity point, but, and everything unfolds after that. I think it starts with recruitment and really getting to know your employees, getting feedback from them, and fostering an environment that is local and that connects them with the broader community as well. Because even though we're architecture, we're architects and we are embedded in the architectural world, there's other disciplines, there are other businesses running. And I think if we want to build a better future, we really need connections between everyone. So for me, I mean, the world of an architect would be transformed. And yeah, I've been familiarizing with startup culture. And I really like that because it's led by innovation. And I think we need a little bit of that in architecture as well. And But for me, it starts with recruitment, accessibility, diversity, and equity. Yeah. Recruitment. Wow, you are trying to win my vote over, isn't it? That's the world I know. <laughs> Nen Pen, what is your positions on the same question? How do we change the workplace and culture and architecture? The workplace and culture has got lots of issues as is, which we all know of. But I take a view where we should consider who the architectural worker would be and they are currently being turned out and they are the students. So coming into that workplace, what would I want for it to be? I'll piggyback on Luisa's point on accessibility. The workplace has got to be more diverse. It's got to, it's good we're moving towards an outcome-based sort of framework where you are valued for what you know, as opposed to what, where you are educated. But I believe the voice of the students in the grassroots movements have really brought an awakening. And I'd like to see that rise through to the architectural worker scene, so to speak. And frankly, what is the root cause of this overworked pay or underpaid work? And why is it, is the architect just terrible or business? Or is it that business skills need to be more embedded and more center? Because if architecture can be viewed to be profitable at some levels, then why doesn't it trickle down? So I would like to see see, see that happen in the workplace you know, on the architectural worker scene, but more to take into consideration the future workers. Stephen, just a reminder to everyone, you can vote for two candidates, okay? It's your top two. We have three lovely, amazing, and I'm so grateful to see such enthusiasm from future generation. So it's voting for your top two and hopefully we can get this through the RIBA election on time. Well said, exactly. So it's top two, the person that resonates for you, number one, and then whack in another vote as well. 15 more minutes. Paul, 
do you want to chip in on your thoughts on workplace culture and so on and so forth? Yeah, really great points made there by the other two people standing. I think the only thing I would add to that is entrepreneurship. I, don't, I can tell you that there's a practice that I discovered recently locally in Nottingham, who's getting the windy, who you can find this information out, but, uh, paid, paid their directors two and a half, uh, £250,000 each, three directors and bonuses. But then six weeks later, they put their booty into the office and told them uh, they're going to have to volunteer for pay cuts. Otherwise, they're going to make redundancies. So it's <laughs> insane, right? Um, but that's what goes on. I don't think these people are going to change tact anytime soon. So I think the empowerment, again, going back to the empowerment of individuals, demonstrated how you can actually grow and develop as a leader, how you can develop some business acumen skills. And I think Louise's points about innovation are really important because I, we have the tools, we actually have the means and the technology, and we're tech savvy, our generation, more so than the incumbent, let's say. And so we, there is actually a lot we can do. It is really important that we reach out to everybody who's out there, give everyone a voice in a platform. But there's got to be a spirit of entrepreneurship, I believe. We don't need these bloated practices. We don't need to be working and live and toiling under people who have made it in life, who received maybe a house from their parents, or which is great, well done to them. But that's not how it is for the majority of us. And so why should we have to slog away endlessly? And then... There's people that don't even get the opportunity to slog away endlessly. Who would give their right arm to slog away endlessly because they're excluded. So the empowerment, again, the entrepreneurship, I believe we need a new wave of leaders of practices who have the priorities right. Who are not there to serve developers, but actually consider the patient prints and the traces they leave on the planet. Stephen, you are on mute. Ah, oh, do you know what? It's just that time in the evening, isn't it? I'm saying that Paul is fighting the weather fighting talk i'm loving it and now i've just got to fight the mute button if that makes sense moving on so we've got 13 minutes left marion we have one question from the audience however because you got an overarching view of this evening is there a poignant question that we think we should cover before we start winding down we didn't really talk about climate change and we don't really talk about how do you see the vision of the future or IBA? What do you, how do you want to see it? There you go. So should we mix up the order, the order now? Cause poor Louise. Yes. Go good. then as you did Nenpin first, I guess, cause we haven't, cause I've got second. Climate change. It's a buzzword. We've got to be a bit critical about it and actually hold the right people accountable for pushing the right narrative, architectural practices, charter practices, have got a role to play in that. And there's an ethical dimension to that as well. But as chartered architects, they should be, there should be an avoidance of greenwashing the whole narrative. In terms of the general architectural worker scene, set skills need to be established and valued. So what I've not largely observed is people advance towards literacy in their own dimension so it's not it's diverse in its in its way and there there isn't a direct value for that as part of the work the jobs that are available on the student level there is a need to create that literacy and embed it actually into the degrees as opposed to having it like an add-on because it is a critical issue and we're not doing enough to educate the students and the greenwashing rubs off and the understanding it's not clear so in my, as part of my day-to-day, -day, I experience that gap in knowledge for the students. 
and a lack of understanding of where that value would add uh, would be added to them in the workplace. So I think overall climate change needs to be addressed by by everyone, but we need to be clear and set about what these where we can influence these changes because indeed the architect sits at a very central role in this. And I believe it's a big opportunity to redemonstrate our value to society, which, which in my opinion, we, we have lost. So, yeah. Great. Thank you, Ninpen. Really appreciate you sharing that. So, Paul, are you with us, sir? Let's see. Might have gone. And even just to plug in the poll again, just for our viewers to remember to vote. We're nearly done. And we are going to be drawing to a close soon, I think. But just... Ooh. Want to hear from everybody else and please do cast your votes. It's very critical and important. And I just want to say also there's the RIBA future architects regional reps. So if you could not you want to volunteer your time and join the RIBA and be a interesting like uh, spokesperson, there is that route as well. And I was just going to say, I'm just in awe of all these amazing candidates. Paul, on to you. Thank you. Yeah. Similarly, again, once again, the other two good responses. I think that practically what we can do is shift the priority focus. So you have every year, of course, the biggest, one of the biggest events in the REBA calendar is the President's Medals. Absolutely outstanding work, phenomenal efforts, but can we stand up and say this is the most important thing our profession has to offer? And I think it's, a, it's hard to say, yes, it is. This is the most important thing that we should be celebrating every year on year. So what can we do instead of that? I think we can turn the spotlight on to projects that are exemplar where architects are going the extra mile to to give further consideration to being considerate designers treading lightly and then in addition to that a toolkit because we we have this long education but we all know it's too long and it doesn't give us enough of what we need and riba is well placed to provide any kind of a toolkit it so chooses there's great resources to tap tap into to to extract and I think pulling together even basic things like what is an alternative to plasterboard? What is an alternative to this steel frame building? And hopefully what we'll see is rather than Reba Journal and other publications promoting the standard glass and steel buildings, we will see then greater exposure on the on building methodologies that are important, we should be pursuing. That will cascade down across the profession and it will influence people. Students coming through today want to know about the sustainable technologies because all they've been exposed to growing up is this impending doom. And yet, I don't think the profession is doing enough to actually front up to that. So there's some of the practical things that we could do. But I think giving the platform to people that are leading by example is an easy win. It's an easy starting place. There you go. Thank you so much, Paul. Last, but certainly not least, Louisa, would you like to share your thoughts? So I'm going to geek out a little bit on microplastics and blue, also the blue washing, because there's the planet, the majority of the planet is water. And as architects, I think we need to take a step forward and start engaging with that side of the planet and not restrict ourselves to land. And yeah, for me personally, I think microplastics is a huge problem because it's enormous health issues. And I think that's one of the most important problems to target. And then also, of course, CO2 emissions. Addressing the greenwashing is obviously a very good point from Nempin. 
And I think the green wash needs to be addressed. The blue wash needs to be addressed, but innovation needs to take place and we need to start to really push creativity on how to target these issues. We have a lot of other problems, but like you said, we need to shine the spotlight on this problem. Like Paul said, where are our priorities? We need to rethink those as well and think about what we put out there, whether the information is the right information and how we're teaching people in schools is really important. So for me, it starts with education and CPDs should be also about retrofitting and greenwashing, blue washing. And yeah, I think architects have the possibility to think outside buildings. It's not just about buildings. It's about finding solutions. Architects as problem solvers has an enormous potential. And I think that we are that in our generation of architects, at least we are problem solvers and we are thinking differently about architecture. So for me, it's not just about the building in land, but also in water. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. Brilliant. So I think we're going to, everyone can have their final closing thoughts. But before we do that, I have to stress that this poll is closing today and the information I'm getting is that once it's done. So now's the time to vote. And I can see in the backstage that it's extremely close on all three counts. So are you going to be the person that makes that difference? So you, maybe you will be. So you need to vote on the person that resonates with you the most. Put them number one. And then give a second vote to the person that you think, you know, is close there and vote them second. Marion, do you have any, before we go to the, the candidates and the Hustings last final thoughts, do you have anything to add to that? No, just please vote. We're going to be closing polls today. Just like Stephen said, if you didn't get a chance to participate or there are other ways to engage with us and hopefully with the RIBA. And I just want to say well done to all the candidates and hopefully we get your engagement regardless of this, that you stay engaged with the RIBA and you try and promote your views because I can see each one of you is very passionate about what you do. And it's very clear to me that you're definitely going to be a voice in the future. So I just wanted to say that. And then also hopefully let's, uh, let's see who is going to be joining us. Brilliant. So I'm going to shuffle the stage one last time. So this is the final thoughts, the elevator pitch, the 60 seconds no longer. I won't cut you off, but try to keep it 60 seconds. Paul, in a nutshell, for anyone forgettable, anyone that doesn't have a long attention span, why should they vote for you? I, I believe that I've developed a good practical grassroots initiative here locally, and I feel that I can be distributed, replicated and distributed across the UK to empower individuals to get involved with the local branch and help contribute to the grassroots-based bottom-up reform rather than a wholly top-down led organization. Well said. That was concise, Paul. I'm impressed. Great. Thank you so much, Paul. You're an absolute legend. Stay on the stage, though. Right. Louisa, your final thoughts? I think it's the most important thing is to vote and to get connected and to really start making a difference. You can vote for me if you think I'm aligned with what you believe in, but I think both candidates are tremendously great. 
and we all have different experiences, but we're all in this together. So I'm sure that whoever wins will make a great associate representative. Oh, isn't that sweet and true? (laughs) Thank you, Louisa. And I think we, just getting prompts, that we might be announcing who wins. So we need everyone to vote this second. After Nenpen finishes, make sure you vote it. We'll wait five minutes. Stephen, there's a need for everyone to to announce it on the video, on the Mm. live, which is quite intense we've never done this before it's like x factor the countdown i don't actually have sound effects we'll do a drum roll or something so one quick thing before nenpin mark says on linkedin how do i access the voting link now unfortunately mark i can't send you that link on linkedin because of the way they've designed linkedin so you have to either manually type it or if you want to make your life easier i have put the comment on the Architecture Social YouTube. So if you go there, you go in the chat because you can see the replay, you can click that link. And maybe, Mariam, you can type it in to the LinkedIn. Who knows? Um, I'll put it up. It's very I'll, long. I'll, I'll see I, if I can put it in If LinkedIn. anyone types that from the screen, they get a gold star for effort because that is a lot of numbers. I think I'll, uh, I'll try and just quickly put it in. Okay, I'll do that. I'll put it in the comments. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Mark asked some good questions earlier, so we will try to get that link for you. Okay, last, but certainly not least, Nenpen, why should people vote for you? I think the unique thing about and the strength to my contribution lies in, in representation. So I, I represent not just the students, which I tutor. I represent foreign-educated architects, which I am. I represent a UK student which I am. I represent an architectural designer, which I am. So I think the strength of my contributions is in representation. And I believe representation is the starting point for equality, diversity, and inclusion and accessibility. That as well as the fact that we're we're about to experience an educational reform for architecture. And my contributions has led me to being a member of the education committee. And I want to at the RIBA. And I want to further extend those contributions at council. Well said. There we go. So on that note, the vote will cancel in maybe 30 seconds. So I think we can reveal in one minute. I'll give you one more minute. We'll give you one more minute. The top two winners. Okay, give it a few seconds. And then everyone else, please, can you support us with the nominations? If you're an associate member, please give us your details and help nominate these people. And then we want to see you out in the votes. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't stop you just to be devil's advocate. You can totally run for associates without this lobby. So just if you didn't like the results of this, by all means, you can run as long as you have your nominations and run. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So I've refreshed. And if these results are slightly wrong, I don't think they are. But if they are, because I know who will shout at me, Simeon, you're not here. You're traveling on a train. So let me be. I'm going to wing it and I'm going to announce the award. So in the lead, you're all lovely. But it, with the most votes was Nenpin. So Nenpin, 
We go. We would like you to represent us. And then extremely close and kept changing in the background. So both of you should run, but one can only go on there. Is Mario Morty double check? I'm right here. Snagged okay. at the last pip with the chickens was Paul at the last minute. Yeah. You're well that's, done, Paul. What I see as well. Louise, so I Louise, just want to say. But hey, by, so a, by a thread, by a vote. So I think you should run as a renegade, my opinion. Especially if you Why not? I, and I like the idea of the neurodiversity. More people need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say by a vote, okay? And it was by the cool people that tuned in. And you're all cool. And listen, I'm looking at you. Thank you so much. However, Louisa was by a, a little fraction. It just shows that it's going to be tight. And I think it's going to be very tight when any or all of you run and all votes matter. So this is just a start. But let's get the conversation going because that's the most important thing. I think last year people didn't think change was possible and it really was. I'm so excited that there's going to be at least two associates which are going to be on the council. That's two more votes. And by a process of three of you running today, we guarantee that. So massive congrats. Massive congrats. Thank you for all of you on the stage. Greta, before everyone that's turned up, for participating and Mariam as well for helping me through this because you know it is there's a lot going on and I can't do it all Mariam I really appreciate you being here so thank you Mariam but Paul legend and the chickens legend Louisa love the neurodiversity I want to see you go anyways and then Pen, thank you for changing over your tech midway persevering and overcoming all odds but I think that's it so I'm just going to quickly before we last last Go, bring up again the free founding principles. And I think everyone should have a little think about what's important to you. They're all important, but we have encountered this because we live in the world, we work in office environments, and we've all experienced at some point maybe predisposition to being maybe not included or maybe being in environments which, looking back, weren't that diverse. We've got a long way to go. So let's talk about these principles and let's all vote. And associates, one quick tip. You here? You've got to get up seven people, seven associates to give their contact details, and I will give you mine. But you can also get chartered architects. I did that three years ago. Get going now and try to get 10, because if someone doesn't reply to their emails, then I wouldn't want you all not to be counted. But I hope we, we will be emailing you tomorrow. So... Just make sure that you check your emails. Cool. Okay. I'm going to end that live stream. Thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it. But stay on the stage, Paul, Louisa, and then I'm going to end the live stream now, Mariam, and you in the audience. We will see you beautiful people soon. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye now.